Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Um, welcome to this soccer stereo conference call for the presentation of Q1 revenues. I will now hand the floor to Cyril Malager. Over to you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this conference call to comment on Q1 revenues. I will start with a few general comments on the performance over the quarter, then I will detail the figures for our five reporting units. Then we will have a Q&A session, which I will lead with Etienne Duvigneau, the group's CFO. So what can we take away from this quarter? We had a good uh, first quarter with revenues totaling 1,395.4 million euros, 
total growth of 10.1%. So growth generated in a market that is driven by our customers' digital transformation, uh, excluding changes in currency and scope. Organic growth was 9.1%, which, as planned, is above our forecasts for the full year. Obviously, we had a favorable comparison basis in the first quarter and an additional working day when compared with 2022. Uh, momentum remained sustained, both in terms of volume and sales prices. All of our reporting units contributed to the group's growth. The defense and security aeronautics sectors have contributed to our growth with average increase of around 20%. Our consulting uh, activity increased by 15%. Then with regards to external growth, the integration processes for CS Group and Tabania were launched and organizations are set up. And then with regard to the proposed tie-up with Ordina, it's progressing according to plan and we plan to file a uh, proposed uh, public tender offer in the second half of May 2023. So now if we go over our five reporting units, we'll start with France. The revenue in the first quarter was 589.9 million euros, organic growth of 9.6%. So it was a good quarter for France. All service lines grew and the greatest momentum was achieved in consulting and PLM. The most buoyant sectors were defense and security and aeronautics, as previously indicated, but also transport and public sector with uh, double-digit growth for all of them. CS Group has been consolidated since the 1st of March and contributed 29.6 million euros to the Q1 revenues. As I said, the organization is now set up and collaboration has been initiated, initiated so that we can start generating commercial and cost synergies. Now our second reporting unit, the UK, revenues for Q1 were 216.7 million euros, organic growth of 4.3%. So it was a good performance for the UK a performance that should be considered against the backdrop of strong growth uh, posted since 2021, so over 17% accumulated over two years. The aeronautics, defense, and security sectors grew uh, at a pace above 10%. Private sector posted growth of 6%. Our two joint ventures specialized in uh, business processes in the public sector, so SSCL and NHS SBS posted average growth of 3% and the rest of the public sector was stable over the first quarter. Now let's turn to other Europe. The revenue for the first quarter was 410.4 million euros, organic growth of 13.1%. So strong growth in this unit was driven by Scandinavia, the Benelux, Spain, who grew at a pace above or equal to 13%. Germany and Italy uh, generated growth of around 10%. Tabania has been consolidated since the 1st of March and contributed 8.6 million euros to Q1 
revenues. And then finally, revenues for SFT were 37.1 million euros in this first quarter. Two takeaways here. Firstly, in keeping with our previous announcements, we're satisfied that an agreement has been reached with the seven Spada banks to wrap up the transformation program, which means we can reduce and manage the uh, operational risks associated with this operation. And then the second takeaway is that uh, the Spada banks run, the IT will continue to be operated up until the end of 2025. Now for software banking software, revenues totaled 107.7 million euros in Q1, organic growth of 5.2%, so return to growth. Return to growth for SBS after three years of negative growth, which is explained by good momentum in subscription for digital offers and especially specialized financing and regulatory reporting. This business, this subscription business, increased by 12.2% in Q1. License sales were stable when compared with the first quarter of 2022. In total, software revenues grew by 2.8% and service revenues grew by 6.1%. Now for other solutions, revenue in the first quarter was 70.6 million euros, organic growth of 5%. HR solutions, which represent two-thirds of this reporting unit's uh, revenue, increased by 3.4% in Q1, and the revenue from solutions uh, dedicated to real estate increased by 8.5%. So, in conclusion, it's a good start to the year. As foreseen, we're aligned with our forecasts. Obviously, the environment is uncertain in the second half of the year, but the momentum that we've seen in defense and security, aeronautics, and the public sector, which represents nearly 22% of revenues, do provide us with a certain level of visibility for the coming quarters. And I also want to highlight that we're not we're not particularly exposed uh, to tech sector, digital marketing, and to a lesser extent, uh, retail and industry aside from aeronautics. So we're focused on our strategy, value ramp up, with our digital activity, consulting, offer transformation. And we are launching in the integration of our acquisitions that we've made. So against this backdrop, we do confirm our targets for 2023. So, organic growth in revenue between 3 and 5%. The lower limit of this range represents the worst-case scenario. And the most likely is that we'll be at the top of this guidance range. Operating margin slightly above 9%. And finally, free cash flow of at least 300 million euros. So now I'd like to suggest that we open the Q&A session. Thank you, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Star 1. First question from Emmanuel Parot, Gilbert Dupont. Over to you. So... Could we have 
some more information on organic growth at group level. Could we have some more comments on Q2? Are we seeing a comparable momentum? Bear in mind the impact of working days might be a little bit more difficult. Could we just have a, a feeling or some more color on a customer demand? And then third point, recruitment in uh, Q1 and then uh, the turnover rate is recruitment pace uh, something that can be extrapolated over coming quarters or uh, will there be more caution in the future? Thank you. So I'll go over your questions in order. Uh, sales prices. All of our, our business is, is not necessarily impacted by sales prices, so BPS or software, but um, uh, so this just gives you an indication. Um, if we speak about France, services in France, that can give you an indication. Sales price in France increased by 5 to 6% over Q1 in France. So that can give you uh, just an indication of, of organic growth in France in Q1. Now, with regard to the second quarter, uh, we have highlighted that in certain countries, especially France, there are two less working days. So obviously this will impact organic growth, so it won't be at the same level as the first quarter. We are anticipating a decent level of growth in, in this quarter, and this will obviously be impacted by the impact of working days. Now with regards to recruitment momentum, I'll start by showing some information. You saw it in the press release. Attrition rate was approximately 16%, which was slightly decreasing, so this is showing that the market is starting to slow down. This is a key indicator which uh, does uh, demonstrate this slowdown. So obviously we've given out the directive to adjust uh, recruitment according to attrition rates and growth rates, and that's something that we assess every month. Um, we almost look at it every week. We have a goal for the year of 11,000 11, employees, and we've recruited slightly over 3,000 in the first quarter. So does this mean that you're recruiting slightly more over the first quarter? given that your attrition is slightly lower. No, actually, we've recruited what we planned. Um, we, we anticipated the fact that we would have a good start to the year, so um, we, we've recruited over the first quarter to be able to support growth. Very clear. Thank you very much. Thank you, gentlemen. Now we shall move to Laurent Dor from Capital Chevreux. Uh, good morning. I have three questions. Could you just come back to uh, consulting performance? We've seen a lot of investment last year. I know this is a cyclic uh, business, business with cycle, so could we have some more information uh, for the future? Are there any signs of a slowdown in this side of the business? Second question, CS. 
So first integration uh, in terms of um, so for revenue up until today, with regards to the work that's still to be done on a margin, so the complexity of projects to be delivered, what's your vision and what are the potential risks now that you've um, been able to take a step back with regards to this business? And then for Nordics, for years now, we've seen that it's, it's been working very well. Uh, is this the public sector in, in Norway, or are you diversifying your, your activity in terms of vertical? Thank you, Laurent. So, with regards to consulting, good performance. When we look at it, it's slightly down with regards to the growth that we observed in 2022 because we're at 18% growth. So 15 is slightly down. Um, so it's good performance, but slightly down. We're planning growth, um, double-digit growth in the first half of the year. That's our momentum driven by value ramp-up of our operations and, and our, our customers' digital transformation. So at this stage, uh, we've got good momentum. However, the activity, is, is, the business is quite volatile, so we don't have that much visibility uh, with regards to the second half of the year. So we are cautious, but we have good momentum. Uh, this applies to France, but also all, uh, all countries. The second question, CS. CS. So, we finalized uh, the transaction. Uh, Etienne could talk about that. Um, we're, this is our first integration, so no surprises for us because basically this is a company that we know very well. We've been following for 10 years now. We've had a partnership with them. Uh, at one point, we were shareholders. So last July, we said we we would expect 13 million of synergies over three years. So we've got three years to work on this performance uh, in France. So we confirm this momentum. And it's uh, interesting because the integration is, is going well. The teams want to work together. Uh, and that's the first good indicator. And then in terms of business synergies, obviously, um, we've got teams who want to make sure that one plus one equals three. So then for cost synergies, we will leave ourselves the time um, that we set for ourselves, and we are aligned with our plans. So is this business going to grow organically this year? So it's an activity that should be close to 10% with regards to organic growth. Then just to – you asked a question about risks. Uh, we're talking about multi-annual uh, contracts. Uh, we, we, were, we were cautious when we talked about recovery and margin levels over three years. We're confident that uh, it should return to normative levels progressively. With regards to the Nordics now, yes, uh, year after year, they've been posting impressive growth rates. That's for sure. So public sector but parapublic, uh, close to the public sector. We also work in transports. We work in energy, in telcos, which, which are very uh, close to nationalized or national uh, companies. So all very close to the public sector. But yes, 
uh, we've got strong momentum, and, and I don't see this stopping in the coming years. So last point with regards to this region, perhaps not in the short term because you've got a lot of integration work, but are there any targets identified uh, in these countries? In terms of M&A strategy, We've already um, announced our M&A strategy, so reinforcing the group's positioning outside of France. We want to build a European group, so we've got the Benelux, and then obviously Scandinavia, Germany. These are targets for us. But um, initially, we're going to make sure that our, our three acquisitions we have made uh, go successfully in terms of the integration. So in the very short term, we're not uh, looking for additional targets this year. In any case, we, we, we want to make sure that these integrations are a success. Thank you. Thank you. Next question from CIC. Good morning and, and congratulations for your results. So what was the organic growth rate for Tibania? And the second question is slightly more complicated. Given the uh, acceleration in, 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 in the private sector, could you give us a little bit more information about Q2 and profitability? Because there seems to be uh, a, a bit of a gap between uh, the, the, the levels in this domain. So organic growth for Tibania, revenue of 8.6 million uh, euros in Q1 is stable with regards to previous quarters. So that's for the first question. Now for the UK, we've planned to have a Q2 with uh, JVs, so stronger growth than what we delivered in the first quarter. So that's the visibility that we have at this stage. Yes, um, we don't have the same performance levels, uh, you know, in the in the GVs and the private sector, in the joint ventures and the private sector, but. Um, uh, we had a difficult situation two years ago. Um, there's a bit of a gap still today, but it, it, has, um, it has been closed when compared with the past. Thank you. So we now have a question from HSBC. Um, Good morning. Two questions. So one for SBS. Um, how do you see the, the performance uh, in the coming quarters, given uh, the situation, which is a slightly tense, tough situation with regards to, to banks? The second question, how do you see the competitive landscape, um, given the current environment? Uh, are you uh, challenging your strategy, uh, particularly in terms of price in France? So, with regards to SBS, what I was, what I had announced in February, we finished last year with a strong business pipeline, especially for the digital offers uh, that we've developed. 
And so I had said in February, so after two years uh, of, of implementing our cost reduction plan, we would, uh, if necessary, make decisions in terms of operational performance and growth. So uh, the, the growth generated this quarter is, is, is good. Uh, we should uh, expect growth or organic growth in the first semester. So I'm not expecting uh, operating profit on business activity above uh, 2022, but what we're doing is implementing the plans we previously uh, announced and making decisions in terms of market share, and we'll assess the situation after the first semester. With regards to the competitive landscape, so sales prices, um, goods, goods good signs. We look at our own positioning uh, across the board. We've got levers. There is potential. We've got the momentum that, that's been initiated with our offer transformation. So um, even if the competitive landscape is slightly tougher, we do have strong proactive momentum to increase sales prices. Um, Perhaps it will be more difficult to get customers to accept this when compared with the past, but we've not seen any issues up until now, and we are committed to this because it's important for the group's strategy, ramping up the value of our, of our operations, and also for, for our overall performance. Thank you. So we have a question from Brian Garnier. It's Gregory Ramirez. Over to you. Good morning. So I've got two questions on Germany. The first on on banking. Perhaps uh, you're quite exposed here. And then with SFT, what's the momentum that you have now? What can we anticipate um, at this stage? And then for the second part, uh, question on SFT, is there anything new, anything new to highlight with regards to what you said a couple of months ago at the annual presentation, so with regards to uh, wrapping up this contract, and if I've understood well, the end of the run will be in 2025. Are there any implications, any additional implications, anything you can say in terms of figures um, or, or scope or the, the, um, the ramp down? And then some, just some indications in terms of uh, software banking software. So first question on the banking market, just one detail. We're not uh, exposed to U.S. banks, so we're more focused on Europe and uh, major banks. So perhaps uh, that gives uh, us a different perspective with regards to the situation and our competition. So we, we should be flat plus a little bit, so stable, maybe slight increase. So, and then with regards to SBS's business, uh, when we offer high added value offers, there's always a market, there's always demand. So, s stable. In, in Germany, banking, 
represents uh, 35 to 40% of the country's revenue, so stable or slight increase. Uh, we've still got business, but we might see that it's slightly slowed down when compared to the past. But we are aligned with, with our forecasts, and there are no alerts here. Now for SF. Etienne can give you more detail, obviously, but we're aligned with what we announced. In February, we said we were uh, just talking to the banks because we considered uh, that the digital transformation, the success conditions were no longer there. For, uh, it was difficult to align all the stakeholders, and so, so there was a change in the in management and a change in direction, so the conditions were not met to be successful. Um, we've worked on this over the past couple of months. We've reached an agreement. We've come to an agreement which enables the banks to find an alternative. And in the meantime, uh, we will uh, we'll be operating their IT up until the end of 2025. We're not forecasting an, a significant impact on our result, but I'll let uh, Etienne comment that. So in terms of figures, um, we should be around 70 million euros uh, this year, uh, similar to that of last year for this scope. So uh, operating uh, profit on business activity, uh, stable. Um, so as Cyril has said, progressively, uh, obviously, there won't be a big bang, no instant impact. So, so we'll be, um, they'll be moving to a third party uh, towards the end of 2025. So the revenue will progressively decrease over this term. And then um, given the, the, the future, we'll, we'll We'll look at the situation with the seven uh, banks. Um, obviously, one of the difficulties of this project was the misalignment of the seven uh, stakeholder banks. So, uh, will we look at the situation uh, in due time? We've got time to do so up until 2025. And then the uh, second part of this question, the impact on SBS, is quite limited, to be clear with you, because uh, it was localization of the banking platform, so there's no direct link with uh, the, the banking platform that SBS has. The, uh, the impact on, on SBS's offer is close to zero. And then for Germany, for SBS, that it's about 20 million in revenues. So uh, obviously we've got a vehicle to, to, to generate more than 20 million, but at this stage we're not going to be saying it anymore. Uh, the impact is very limited when it comes to SBS. This will enable us to, to free up resources to accelerate R&D development elsewhere. Thank you. But I just want to come back to the ramp down in terms of figures. Is this going to be progressive? So this means 2026, you'll be at zero for SFT. Can we consider uh, that the, the, the revenue... So it, was it going to be a third a reduction in revenues over the, over the over the three years? So it's too early to give you uh, details because the migration plan is going to be built with the banks. We know that it's going to be progressive. Um, so uh, obviously, at the end of the term, it will be zero. Uh, it's mechanical, um, but I, but I can't give you the details of the ramp down year by year.
but it will be progressive. That's the detail I can give you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Ramirez. Now we're going to move on to Derek Marcon from Société Générale. Good morning. Thank you for taking my questions. I have three. The first is on pipeline. Some of your competition have seen decision cycles being extended since the start of the year, but orders are, are coming in, uh, but coming in at the end of the quarter. So what's in the environment, given economic uncertainty, um, difficulty in taking decisions? Is this something that you've observed uh, in Q1 when it comes to decision-making? Um, have you had deals coming in at the end of the, the quarter? Or, or are you still considering that you're in a buoyant market? And then pipeline for software today, uh, how are you positioned? Are there some big deals? Uh, Temenos has got a lot of hope um, when it comes to Europe. This is also your playing field. Do you see any major deals that you can highlight for this year? Obviously, despite the context that we're all aware about. And then the next question on UK, uh, the JVs in particular. So is there any potential with new platforms? Is there anything positioned in your pipeline for 2023? Um, so uh, as obviously you've highlighted in 2022, you've got a major platform. So so, so, so questions basically on, uh, on pipeline order book. I'll take the first question. I haven't observed uh, the cycle that you've described with um, decisions slowing down and accelerating towards the end of March. I, I haven't observed that. We've got major operations which have uh, long decision cycles. So is it taking slightly longer than usual, perhaps in some places, but to a lesser extent in others? But I, I can't see any notable changes, no significant changes here. Uh, perhaps at the start of the year, uh, consulting was slightly slower than than, than uh, what it usually is, but obviously caught up by the end of March. Then for the software pipeline, to a comparison with Temenos, so banking, are there any major deals? Um, not more than usual. We're, we have a, a more a digital pipeline for so this type of project. Um, that, that's what the pipeline looks like at the moment. Um, so uh, this applies to software, so software HR and real estate. Good, good pipeline at the start of the year. Now for the UK, with the UK, we've got a pipeline which is well qualified, interesting, but uh, long, long term, longer term momentum. So we're talking about. Uh, operations which could generate uh, revenues at the end of the year or 2024. But yes, there is a significant amount of deals in the pipeline. Thank you. Thank you. We ha don't have any more questions on the French line, but now we'll switch to the English line. 
We'll now take our question from Aditya from Bank of America. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Three and a half percent for the next nine months of year. So, can you talk about firstly what would what, what are the underlying assumptions you're making in terms of what could cause that slowdown, and second, how should we think about the phasing of growth through the rest of the year as we go through Q2, Q3, Q4? Um, then on the on the margins, um, again, you have that target of above nine percent. You had a very strong start to the uh, year on the top line. So, can you talk about the phasing of margins as well between the first half? And second half, and the progress on the cost savings you talked about uh, uh, earlier around real estate and so on. Thank you. So we didn't get the, the leading of your questions on, I guess, growth. Could you say it again? Yeah, um, I think that given the strong start of the year, 9.1% organic, uh, and you're saying you'll now go to the top end of the full year range. Um, that still only implies around 3.6% growth for the next nine months of the year. So can you talk about what, would, what do you think is going to lead to such a slowdown over the rest of the year uh, compared to where you were in Q1? Okay. Uh, so I'll be answering in French because there is a translation for those listening to us. So with regards to growth, yes, we're starting with – Q1, which is decent, but as planned, we're not surprised by this quarter. We're expecting Q2 to be not as strong, obviously, given the impact of working days. Uh, so there's a, uh, there's a difference here when compared with 2022. And at this stage, it's uh, too soon to have visibility over the second semester. So guidance was between 3 and 5%. At the lower end of the range is basically our worst-case scenario. So we're expecting a strong uh, Q1, which will then decline over the other uh, quarters. So this is not the worst case scenario. Isn't very likely. Um, and then the other scenarios: uh, strong Q1 and then more nominal uh, rates in the, the rest of the quarters. But we will assess uh, the situation when we publish the first semester results at the end of July. And now with the operational performance, Etienne. So seasonality of profitability. So the guidance is confirmed slightly above 9% annually. In the first half of last year, we published margin at 8%. So we're expecting a significant increase as of the first semester. So that's in terms of uh, seasonality. Um, first semester is always under uh, the second for the full group. And then for real estate, um, real estate savings, we're confirming this. We've initiated this plan with the uh, impacts that have been forecasted, but it's a long-term plan, so uh, no highly significant Im impact in 2023. Um All right. Thank you. Can I just ask one more follow-up? 
Aditya, please go ahead with your follow-up question. Uh, okay, yeah, correct. I don't know if you could hear me. Uh, so just on uh, M&A, so you've done a few deals over the last few months with so CS Tobania, and then Ordina is, is, is in the process. Can you just talk about the uh, M&A pipeline for the rest of the year, uh, what you're focusing on in terms of uh, area capabilities and potential size of, of, of deals? Thank you. Merci. Uh, Thank you. So, as previously indicated, our priority is, is not filling the M&A pipeline, but it is to consolidate and make sure the three operations are a success with regards to their integration. So, CS, Tabania, and then Ordina, they're not uh, aligned in terms of their cycle. So, we're very much focused on that. Uh, obviously, we're listening to the market. We're attentive to the market, but we're not focused. We're not concentrating on... Um, so your voice is getting cut off, uh, but I, I think, I, think I, I got your question. Another question from Laurent Dor from Capet Chevrolet. Just one last follow-up question on uh, England or the UK, because uh, there's lots of moving parts here. So if I remember, there's a FS contract that should increase. Uh, it's a ramp up here. And then, if I remember correctly, volume for the uh, passport and visa services here was very strong uh, following COVID. So when all of this comes together, um, where can this take us in terms uh, – where can it take us in this region over, over the full year? So with regards to the UK, 4% uh, growth in Q1, uh, we think this is aligned with the, the growth that we can have over the full year. And then uh, we've got we've got ethical debt management. This platform, which is uh, kind of pushed pushed back in terms of uh, a revenue, so that'll be more uh, 2024. It'll take longer on the customer side to finalise that. And and then on the flip side, we've got volume, which is at the level um, it should be. So the visa. Uh, services, and then we've got SSCL and then NHS. Um, so that's kind of the reality. So growth uh, should be quite consistent uh, over the quarters. So the new platform, uh, debt collection, so that should be about 40 million euros, if my memory is correct. So when we'll be, when we'll be seeing that figure. So, so we weren't talking about 40 million uh, this the year, a lot less, because this is the first year. So this revenue should come in 2024. But at the same time, in the private sector, we announced 6% growth in, in the first semester. So uh, we've got us through a good start with regards to the coming uh, quarters. But yeah, the debt collection is, is pushed back slightly. So this is just one contract out of uh, m many others, um, so not necessarily for 2023. There are other deals underway. As Cyril has mentioned, the pipeline is very full, so it's a, it's a possibility that will be transformed or not, but there are other opportunities alongside this. But the contract's confirmed. 
there's a framework agreement, but obviously we have to sign agreements with specific customers. So that's what can take time. Uh, and we're not expecting much revenue for 2023. Just in addition, we were very cautious uh, in terms of the, the UK budget for, for this part of the business. Thank you. We don't have any more questions, so I'm going to hand the floor back to Mr. Malarger. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for taking part in this conference call, and I hope you have an excellent day. Goodbye.